0: You don't want to get pigeonholed, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I don't think audiences um, think about how because we're always worried about following someone that killed, right? Um, But I don't think audiences see that as much as like, oh, this guy killed, and now this this person is not as good. But they feel it a little bit, but it's not. I don't think it's as conscious as we worry about. Sure. But uh, if
0: there's if there's if someone kills. The person who's going next, I try to make sure that they're not exactly the same. For example, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put who's another roast person that I'd be like, I um,
1: Clay does them a lot.
0: Clay, but I'm thinking like maybe like Charlie Spink. No, you guys are so different. He could do puns all day and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, like let's say that Clay Newman and then you. You guys kind of even look. You look a little yeah, similar. Yeah, that's,
1: that's happened. Yeah. So
0: you've got <laughs> the kind of hair thing, and yeah. and there's you have kind of a similar energy. I wouldn't do that. I'd hmm. switch it up and I'd put like a female there or, you know, I hate prop comics, but I yes, don't know. Like, a- but there's, but sometimes the audiences love prop I mean, and some audiences, maybe they don't like roast jokes. I'm sure that you've been in places where you're like doing your crowd work and you offend someone and oh, then they're yeah, pissed yeah. at you
1: or. But the good thing is usually if I'm going at an audience member in that way, in that roasting way, the yeah. audience is also doesn't like them too right. because they've interrupted the show or something.
0: Right, right. Because so uh, it's a, it's a heckle roast. That's a great way to get out of heckling, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, that's the that's the only way I know how. Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that happened at Maggie and McGarry's a little while ago. I I have this joke about how uh, the only the only time white men ever get police attention is if their wife goes missing that's the that's in those <laughs> true. If crime a shows
0: killer. right yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um or uh, yeah you know the they took them on the the last life insurance policy cruise or something like that <laughs> but yeah so i have that joke and i say so that you know my girlfriend if she ever gets in a tragic accident i'll have alibis ready because sometimes the girlfriend will get in a tragic accident and then the husband gets blamed still you know right. um and so i had then that i won't do the whole thing but it leads to me saying i'd be okay if my girlfriend friend died. And then this woman shouts out in the audience. She goes, uh, she she says, I lost my daughter. And then, yeah, and everyone just kind of goes silent. I'm like, what are you doing here? Go find her. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, but she had been yelling out before, and she was also for some reason, she was filming the open, the Maggie's open mic on a digital camera, Uh uh, which I, which I made fun of her for. I said, that's like painting a mural of a trash can. I was like, why are you filming an open mic on a digital camera um, and then she had a she had a fedora and like a cam or not a, a cheetah print vest so i called her carmen san jose and, i
0: know who it is uh, i think Oh, okay. Because she's sort of a comic, but not a comic. But she tries to. She's on bacon a lot.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I can. Well, she 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 had a rough time that night. Um, And while the crowd, my God, while the crowd is dying um, from something I said, she kept on saying like uh, like uh, she kept on trying to speak, and I was like, you don't want to do this, you you don't want to do this. And then yeah, so basically my I did like two extra minutes because uh, yeah, Austin. Was just like I gotta Rolling. keep this going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was the
0: audience was like, "Fuck her," which
1: is weird because I've never heard someone say like, "I lost my daughter," and then get like kind of booed and like groan. You know, like usually that's like a moving sentence. <laughs> um,
0: I made someone cry once because I did a my my abortion joke, made someone cry, and she had to leave. She had to leave wow. with Spankies in um, up in Katari. Uh, Okay. She had to leave the bar. Her friend, they yelled and they were so upset. And I was like, I've never been so happy. I made a person cry and leave with a joke. <laughs> wow. Wow. There you I go. felt so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. So you're you're a roast there's, master. There's, there's another like serial killer thing. It's a good feeling that you made <laughs> someone cry made and someone leave. Cry. Yeah,
0: yeah. She was uh, in a dumb outfit too. It was Halloween, and it oh, was like, come on. Uh, but my my way that I refute hecklers, I only have one way, and it's always the same. Mm-hmm. I don't get heckled very much because I don't know. I don't know why. I, just I think it's
1: I think it's because there's nowhere in in your in your set there's nowhere there for them to really jump in because it's <laughs> very like you're very high energy and then on yeah. also and also very confident as well because I feel like hecklers will jump in on the comedians that kind of have like a, a Ryan Good case kind of like it's kind of like a little monotone a little low energy sure. which is fine I mean it works <laughs> but they they feel like they can yell and overpower that kind of that kind of thing sure um, but uh, but then
0: why do they want to that's the thing like well, yeah, what a, kind of weird attention story. are you yeah. trying to get that you go out to a comedy show and especially if you've paid for it mm-hmm. if it's in like a real venue or somewhere anywhere you've paid you know you go there knowing comedy's gonna be there mm-hmm. and then you engage and you know what comedy is and then you engage in a conversation with the person on stage it's like you're breaking the rules on purpose what the fuck are you doing like why what do you what
1: are you gonna get out of this it must be some kind of disconnect from that they yell at their tv screen and oh, so it's the
0: Netflix paradox.
1: Yeah, yeah. They yell at their TV screen, which is the only reason I watch Jeopardy, is <laughs> to yell at my TV screen. But yeah, the um, and the I've seen it happen when I've been you know hanging out at Cobb's and a comedian is up there and they're they're starting to do crowd work. Cobb's and uh, not really heck, like not really heckling per se, but I've seen the the Netflix thing where some uh, someone will ask someone a question in the front row and then they'll just have this kind of blank stare on their face and then he and then the, I've seen like Corey Holcomb was like there's no screen motherfucker I'm talking right to you I can see you like, like and then he went out and he like touched his hand he was like I'm real motherfucker like I'm real that's um, funny. and uh but yeah there's uh, live live performances since we're always looking at screens there could be something that's happening where live performances they they you have the disconnect of they haven't uh,
0: been trained
1: yeah yeah um they haven't been trained I wonder. Uh, yeah, the the whole heckler thing is the same in the same category of my brain as people that talk during movies
0: and um, that kind of. You're ruining is, it for I, everybody I, else. I just, I just don't under. Yeah, I just don't understand. You're ruining but, it, but people on the bus. There's a lot of times though that. Pe- okay, here's what I can equate it to. Um, people on the bus that feel the need. To be on their phone speaking loudly And even sometimes leaving it on speakerphone Oh yeah So it's on speakerphone, you're on the bus And you're purposely speaking loudly Now
1: You you see that a lot with FaceTime as well People just decide to FaceTime out in the world
2: The only
0: thing I can think Is that they are so disenfranchised And so not listened to In every other corner of their life That the only place That they can feel listened to Is when they are on the bus And they force people into listening yeah. to their conversation. Uh, like, that's the only thing I can think of, is that nobody ever listens to them. Mm-hmm. And so now they go to this place, let, may it be the bus, may it, maybe it's an open mic, that at a place, an open mic, and they decide to film and heckle. Like, there's some. There's some other place in their life where they're no one's where their opinions and what they say is not listened to and not important. So I have to take an empathetic view maybe of the heckler. Like, why would you do that? So whenever I get heckled, I just look at them and I say, can I ask you a question? And they usually say yes. And if it's a man, I ask if they're my dad. And if it's a woman, I ask if they're my mom. And whatever they answer, I'm like, why don't you love me? Why did you <laughs> never love me? You do- These people, they love me and you don't <laughs> And I kind of like, depending on how they react, I sort of like break down and get really like over the top emotional. And that makes everybody laugh mm-hmm. because they're like, because I'm being so over the top ridiculous with it. yeah, Or... If they say yes, I'm like, then why don't you love me more? Like, you never show it. <laughs> so I invited you. I, you paid to be here, and then I just can't. Mm-hmm. But either way, I can take it into a track where it works. And, and it's the only thing I kind of had to come up with it because of the brainwash back in the day and just getting, like, I was so afraid of getting heckled. And when it happened, like, there was a one time at a place called Club 93 years ago. I, I don't know if Chris Riggins was running this, who was running it, but I was such a new comedian. I was like in my first year and a half and I got up on stage there and it was an open mic, but i couldn't remember a single joke i just Mm -hmm. completely blanked out and that never happened to me before and i couldn't think of anything and i couldn't do crowd work and i couldn't do anything and i stood there and i couldn't think of anything and then i just was like i'm sorry i put the mic back and then i went underneath the bar and i cried i I cried i was like i can't i don't know what i'm doing what am i doing why am i doing this and people like came under the bar and they're like it's okay. It has to happen sometime. It's mm. okay. It's good it happened here, where it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> in the Tenderloin, where nobody's here. Right. It's 11.30 at night. No, this doesn't matter. Mm. But, like, there, you've got to have it. After that, I was like, I always have to have an out. No matter what, there's got to be something I can think of. I don't know. Do you, do you have any, like, really traumatic things that happened in your first... It sounds like you were you've been doing it since you were in junior high. Not like like open mics, but it sounds like you've been the comedian,
2: right? You've yeah, socially throughout yeah.
1: high school for sure. Yeah, um, and then um, in my first in my first try, like starting out, I just had jokes that were just way way more offensive than funny, and ah. I and I didn't know all of the stuff I was writing was really. About those subjects, and I didn't know how to do it yet. Like, I wasn't talented enough to be able to get away with dancing around those topics like you have to do sometimes. Like
0: cheesy dicks. What were you talking about? What I was
1: you? I was talking about how um, when God uh, when God made Africa, he made it the same way that when I accidentally emailed my first draft to my professor instead of the final <laughs> essay. And I had only worked on the intro. because um, I was and I, yeah, and I saw so basically saying that like like he only worked on south africa and then the rest he just kind of yeah and so i'm saying that and people are just like jesus christ like what (laughs) what kind of shit is this and then um yeah and i just had like a bunch of a bunch of stuff like that and um i was also i was uh i was so nervous that i would just talk so quickly up there i still kind of do that sometimes on accident um and um the worst one was when I uh, I brought a girl to an open mic, which is the classic Oof. mistake that I'm sure everyone's made. Do you ever um, want a
0: date in the future? Yeah, <laughs> is
1: and is this the uh, last time you want to
0: see her? Bring her to an
1: open mic. Right, right. Um, and then it was um, it was brainwash, um, and I was number. I think I was number fifteen, and so which was perfect. We went, yeah. and we got uh, like something to eat, and came back. But because it was the brainwash, my number fifteen turned into like a thirty-two. Oh yeah, from all these drop-ins. Sure, of course. Um, and no one knew me there, so I right. didn't. Yeah, Tony had seen me like twice, but yeah. Uh, and so there was all these He's drop-ins got bumped, and the bumped,
0: bumped, bumped. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so that one was one of the worst Ugh. sets I've ever done because it was just nervous and. And, uh, you've been there forever you took yeah. her to eat somewhere
0: else and now you're there and, and now I'm, you, you I'm feeling that drinking. she wants to leave yeah, but, but um, not yet can, do you want to go you can go but uh, I really want yeah. to for my set
1: I'm in the purgatory of like I'm within the next five I right, think right 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 you know yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm doing that very uncomfortable thing which probably is uncomfortable for hosts too where the, the comics will do like the um uh the list like hover the drive yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, by yeah 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 kind of just looking by yeah where am I on that list oh yeah
1: yeah, and then make uh, uh, make eye contact and just kind of just I'm okay. still here. It's still, yeah, yeah, what's
0: going on? Let's get get me up there. Oh, oh wow. I'll go ask. I always um I grease the right wheels. I always bring pot food. So oh, if I have to like, if I ever need anything, I just like f- you know float a little treat on by and mm-hmm. then. All, all will work in my favor. That's good. But it's That's bribery. Good. I mean, but, so you so you, what happened in the set? Did you just bombed just horribly? Well, I horribly?
1: did that, I did that Africa joke. Oh, but more of yeah. it, more of it than I am remembering right now. There was like more to it.
0: Um call Africa a country. That's always funny. There's a book called <laughs> Or no, yeah, Africa is not a country. It's a good little kids book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. That would be that would but that would be a way to bring that joke home, I guess. Like yeah. my ignorance is part of the joke. Right. Whatever. That's the only. Yeah.
1: That's the only way that even remotely is okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, that was that was a rough one. There was another rough one around the same time where I brought. Um, I didn't like bring a girl to the open mic. I just happened to see a friend while I was on my way there, yeah. and then, um, and then I realized while she was sitting there that sh- oh shit, I'm in this position again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here we are. Um, I'm but this I one was to... more improvised. And then i i got i i got up to do my set, and then when I came back, another comedian was sitting next to her and like hitting on her, and did it so badly that I and I I know who he is, <laughs> uh, but yeah, did it so badly. That that uh, she just was not like, uh, not Receptive available to yeah. talking
0: to people anymore. Yeah, yeah.
1: She was done with comedians after, like, absolutely p- probably didn't yeah listen to my set. Horrible people, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she
0: wasn't listening to your set because that comedian was chatting her up while she was probably trying to listen to your set,
1: right? Right, yeah. And, um, and thanks for that, Zane. Yeah. Um, uh, ah, but yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. And we've talked, Zane and I have talked about this. This happened he a long a time ago, um, but yeah, that that nose ring didn't help. Ah. Um, I should ask Zane how he manages to do coke with a nose ring. I don't know. That's, that, that's a good question. Yeah. Well,
0: I think it's that he has a real job and makes money. It's, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the difference. <laughs> that's how it works.
1: That's the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was another, an, another awful. I've I had a lot of awful sets in my first two years, but.
0: You, you really, but you're big now. Like, so for people that don't realize, um, Anthony recently opened up for Jen Kirkman at Cobbs, that's fucking huge like she's a person in LA that has a really large following she's written a couple of novels Mm -hmm. she's a real famous person and like that's amazing how did you I mean so so when you're like you know above these open books like do you've you've sort of propelled you're you're doing it you're yeah you're a stand-up comic like this is your it's not your full-time job but kind of Almost
1: getting get there. Get yeah, there. The, the, that's the that's the 2019 goal is to definitely get further along there. Start because uh, I just too too recently I started going to the punchline every Sunday. But I know I don't go either. Um, God, I'm so terrible. But yeah, that was mainly yeah uh, that was mainly like uh, school and job related back when I was at SF State. But yeah. yeah, yeah. The, um, but yeah, so the, yeah, it's, it's crazy because the, I got that, um, the Jen Kirkman thing in a weird way because I was working at Cobb's as an usher and then uh-huh. uh, the opener was late and they were about to go on with no opener. Oof. And so then I popped my head, uh, popped my head in and I was like, hey, I can, um, I can do this. And then my boss asked me if I had 10 minutes so much that I started to second guess it myself. Oh, like,
0: no. You're like, <laughs> I like, I just did 50. But you, you easily have, you have 30. I've seen you do 30. I've seen you do, yeah. I've seen you do huge amounts. Of time, so I mean, I know that you, you can do it. Yeah, you know but he's
1: he the—he's I mean, he, uh, great. He's the man, uh, the general manager at Cobb's. He's he's great. But yeah, the he was just so he just has to check like, it's like that. Sink
0: or swim, boy. Sink or
1: swim. Yeah, gonna- <laughs> yeah. And then when I when I got called on, like when I went on stage, uh, my uh, Austin, yeah. um, who runs the Maggie's mic, uh, he, uh, was doing, he was doing supposed to turn up the lights, uh-huh. and he got so excited for me. God bless his heart. He got so excited for me that. He he didn't turn up the lights by the time I got on there so my first joke is the at dark? the biggest show potentially or the biggest show so far is like leave it in the dark it's better that way like <laughs> just it's better it's better that way and then he like frantically you see him like turn up the lights they go to like full and then back down a little bit and I was like see told you um, <laughs> that's
0: so funny and then my other first you joke got was big jokes from big laughs from that right yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then my second joke was clap if I sat you because I had just sat the entire audience oh, as that's an usher so, funny. Um, and so So, yeah, so I made it, like, I got the audience in on the fact of what was happening. Yeah. Um, And then when, then this year came around, and then I was lucky enough to be able to do it again uh, with Natasha Muse, who's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Um, We actually, we, um, in between, like, uh after her uh, Natasha's set um i i got a little too cross-faded with her in the green room um and uh and i re- i forgot that i had to like go back on stage and say like a few things like the ending like this is what's happening at Cobb's next week oh that's so funny and so i was that's was the most focused i've ever been on stage just cuz i was we had been hitting the uh, the va- the vape pen and all that stuff uh but yeah it was great it was that was fantastic it's awesome um but yeah it's um my goal for 2019 is definitely definitely do more roasts and go to go try to go to the Punchline every Sunday see what I can do to get up there.
0: I was thinking about making the Sunday thing part of my new year's resolution. I did it back in the day I went every week for 52 weeks and I did get up and it was I I shouldn't have done it so early. It was in my second year of comedy mm-hmm. and I should have waited cuz now I mean, I'd be fine. I could get 10 minutes anywhere, even seven. I know time better. Right. I know. Like I ran the light. I didn't know where the light was. It was so, but the thing is like, I did it back in the day of Jeff Samaria and then he passed it off to this other person. So all of my time went out the window and there was a new person and then they finally let me go up Yeah. and it was all weird. And then I was like, I had such a negative experience that I was like, fuck this, Mm -hmm. but I've been comedy for seven and a half years now. So I think that five years have passed I can go back and be, but I can do, I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. I mean, not that I was scared, but it's a, it's a big audience. And now I'm like, yeah, whatever. I did Arkansas. I don't have, I've done cobs before. And I'm like, I, right. I'm not scared of like, like I'm, it, I it wouldn't, it wouldn't freak me out to have no, like, cause that what happened is they just like walk up to you and go, oh, all right, you're up next. And I was like, Oh fuck! It sucks because you don't have an opportunity to get the people, your friends, there, and have anybody support mm-hmm. you, and you're like, this is a big deal, but there's no one here to see it. Ah!
2: And yeah, then, yeah.
0: That's... And so, like, I and I freaked out. Anyways, I didn't. I
1: didn't. That's why that. every comedian's cover photo on Facebook is them at punchline. Right. <laughs> I have like, one. Here's, here's proof that this happened. I yeah. have
0: a picture on my Facebook of me doing the punchline from years ago, mm-hmm. and I just don't even show it because I'm like, ugh, I just didn't. I was. I wish I would have waited even longer because yeah. now I can go up and I'll be like, "Yeah, good. I you know, I can start doing it again and I'm funny right, enough that right. they might want me back. Although Basically. now my reputation precedes me as a terrible person, so maybe not. But you have a sparkly clean like it's anyone I've ever talked to like I've never heard a negative word about you like that you're no that you're funny that's important that you're like no one's ever been like oh fuck Anthony's car I've never heard that like you're just a personable cool guy who also I've never seen you not have a I've never seen you had a bad set I've never seen you and gone like, oh god, like. Yeah, it, I've been, I've been very either lucky or
1: be, been able to, you know, um, I've been. That's one of the things I've always tried to do is just at least consistent at like a, a six out of ten at the lowest, you know, <laughs> like, like. Right. I, I, no one remembers you no,
0: sucking. Yeah, yeah. I've like, seen you do great though. I mean, and if you've had the opportunity to do great and you do great in it, so. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. pressure doesn't affect you. That's great. You're still funny. You're like, get it done. Tell and the also jokes. It's,
1: yeah. It's it's important to be able to um, realize like, oh, this, the, especially during like a ten or fifteen that maybe it's not so going so well in the beginning. That, oh, okay, I can I can turn this around, but okay. I have to I got to do something. Yeah. Um, I did. At the at the Gold Lounge, I I like did terribly for eight minutes, and then when he gave me after Gold Lounge is that the strip
0: uh, club? No, that's a Gold. That, that's club.
1: over on uh, Broadway. Oh, in uh, Oakland. Yeah, that's okay, the okay, one okay, with okay. Uh, Larry Dorsey. And, oh yeah 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 uh, yeah. Cool, and um, I did I was doing ten minutes. I did eight minutes of just like v- barely getting anything, and then when he gave me the light, I was like good. Like I just like said good And then that got like a big laugh And then I was able to coast on that for two minutes And so that one That one was like a five
2: yeah, like, But like,
0: that It doesn't It's what they remember That's the thing It's not how you started right, It's how right. you end They're not going to remember What they will remember is That guy was kind of shitty in the beginning And then wow he was funny But they aren't going to like They're going to judge you by what you remember What they remember And it's usually You know it's the end of your set That's like right, the last I, thing yeah. they that they remember Yeah but that's a good thing to learn you can always bring it back one thing I learned from Natasha Muse because you mentioned her Mm -hmm. I saw her do a set at the Punchline years and years ago and she opened up with um, her gender non-binary situation and someone in the audience went said something they said a sentence like they answered it funny like really? they said it in a funny way and then she did 10 minutes saying whatever they said over and over again with different inflections and like repeating it and looking at people and doing stuff but that was it like and I just it blew my mind I was like you had a I think that she knew how to set when she went up there but she abandoned her set and went with this crowd work thing and did it
2: for 10
0: minutes and and it was hilarious and I was like I was just like wow that was the moment where I like ding I was like, oh, okay. Now I now I get it when people like... Have, and she's actually just finished filming something for Showtime or something awesome. And I, it's like, oh, it's yeah. about time for, yeah. th- for the world to be like, Natasha Muse, you're a badass. Yeah, like, I
1: think she's going to do uh, something with uh, Two Bill Queens. I know she did that in the past, but she said on Facebook it was like something else with Two Queens, which is awesome. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that was something that... Because... Uh, Um, I watch, I watch, this is the nerdiest thing I get, but I watch a lot of battle rap. Uh, which is like rap battling two, two men rhyming about how they're gonna kill each other Basically that's all it is um, But yeah and so but, but a cool thing that one of them does Is that he'll, he'll have like What he's written before the rhymes And all that stuff but then he'll freestyle something That also rhymes with uh-huh. what he's Written mm. so it looks like The whole thing is freestyled which as an Audience member you're like oh my god he's coming Up with all of this so maybe Natasha had something Written that worked well with that crowd work and that's how she was able to carry it carry it on and then as an audience member you're like oh my god this is all improvised
0: right because the veil has not been lifted
2: right right.
0: well and that's the thing too people don't realize that stand up comedians do all this practice and there's open mics and that even before you decide to do comedy even before I decided to do comedy I used to practice stories and lines at myself in the mirror because I was going to a bar and I was going to meet people or I was going to a party and I was going to try to impress people Mm -hmm. but I don't tell them um, yeah, I practiced. Um, people think I'm witty and fun and cute, and that's because I practice my fucking dialogue. You know?
1: Right. Well, I mean, even normal people do that. In, yeah. In the way that they tell a story, they'll leave out the fact that the nothing happened on the Uber over there. I don't have to mention the, anything about the car ride to wherever I'm going. I can just, you know, jump cut to sure. I was at I was at this place. Yeah. So it's, story. Yeah, that's like pre witty banter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then uh that's also the the funny thing about people mentioning that like the very religious people mentioning that the New Testament fits in so well with the Old Testament and it's like yeah, well it was written after. Yeah, it's like the second Lord of the Rings just matches up so well with the first Isn't one. Isn't that yeah. funny how they're it's, in the
0: same land and like the, the same
1: things? Yeah, new and new and old, new and old. Yeah, um, I,
0: I don't really think that the New Testament jives at all with the Old Testament because the Old Testament is about a vengeful, jealous God, and the New Testament is about a loving, caring, sacrificial God that wants you to still remember the old mean god that can smite you and strike you down like like the jericho like the walls of jericho
1: god was like a a dad that stopped drinking in between the new and or the old and new testament exactly like i'm sober now but remember 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 when i used to beat you up remember
0: sodom and gomorrah remember me raining fire down on your entire thing remember remember the plagues bitch you remember come on yeah Killing firstborns. What? What? <laughs> mean, mean God. And then it's like, oh, everybody. Well, and Jesus was a total. Um, it's really interesting because the, the New Test. there's this really great thing that happens in the book of Acts in the New Testament. And it's where you see um, socialism turn to fascism like really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's. They decide the church is all together. Jesus has gone up to heaven. Everybody has accepted the Holy Spirit it's come down. They speak in tongues. And they're like, blah, 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 let's talk to the world and Jesus Christ. And so they start the church and Peter is there and everybody's there. And they say, everybody has to give everything to the church. And then we're going to take care of everybody. And everybody goes, oh, okay, socialism. I love it. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. And then this one guy and his wife, oh, they sold a piece of land but they kept a little money for themselves. They said, oh, this we're not gonna tell the church about this land, we're not gonna do that. So the church calls in the man and says, hey bro, did you steal that piece of land, sell that piece of land and not give us the money? And he went, mm, uh, no. And then God struck him down and they carried him out and they buried him. Hmm, was that God or was that them? Did, did socialism turn to fascism like boom? But then they follow it up. Uh, husband's dead. He's out. He's buried in the back, whatever. They bring in the wife. Hey, wife, lady, how you doing? It's good stuff. Hey, did you guys sell that piece of land? You could just tell us, you know, if you want, you could tell us or whatever. And she also says no, and then they strike her, well, God struck her down, and they carry her out. And they bury her in a different place, not next to her husband, because now, you know, that bond has no meaning. But it's like socialism to fascism, so fast. And I love that part of the Bible. And that's in the new Testament too. And so what does that say? Was that say socialism's bad or I, I don't even know how, I don't even know how pastors can interpret the Bible now and, and like attune it to our social mores. I just don't even know how it can be used as an instructive piece of literature.
1: That's why the current Pope is just like, I don't know. Dude, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I
0: <laughs> yeah. atheists. Can you go to heaven? Yeah, sure. sure. Condoms. S- great. Use them. Awesome.
1: Please. Yeah. <laughs> and then a uh, the couple of other things like he said, um, uh, yeah, he's definitely like the, even though he looks like the, um, the evil cult leader from game of Thrones or whatever, the most recent seasons, um, <laughs> the, the, guy high, in the high septum or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but the yeah the current pope has gotten a lot of people uh, a lot of people probably angry because he's like yeah, me, gay sure like he's just all very laid back and then the yeah. last guy just quit right was that the wasn't guy that just
2: resigned black
0: guy from brazil wasn't he the pope for a minute I thought I don't. I can't keep up with. I can't keep up with. I feel with like I would have seen m- more people, more like Christians,
1: be angry at that. Yeah, there might have been. There might have been more. Yeah,
0: more riots. Yeah, I'm just. It. I could be just making things up. I don't know. Does uh, the pope? So do you think? Does the Catholic Church still have? I mean, I guess they have relevance because they have a lot of money, but, I mean, do you think that the Pope has sort of still a dominion over this world, or is that? if we is it gone by the
1: not as much as way back way back in history yeah. um, for sure Ooh. it's kind of like the the royal family the pub was kind of like the english royal family it's like they they're they're yeah. there yeah. they have a lot of money they kind of got their own thing going on but right.
0: now they're just like fans, celebrities that fanboys can be like
1: oh prince harry oh
0: yeah yeah like i think uh, <laughs>
1: in italy like the vatican
0: is like a cool like
1: place, it's got its own Swiss guards and everything. And right. um, but I mean, they they have they have spears. Like I, yeah. And um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, this is what this is what happens when I when I smoke. And yeah. I, yeah. Anyway,
0: we uh, can go any. I mean, that's the whole thing about this podcast, though. We can go in any direction and switch channels whenever you want. It doesn't good. matter. It doesn't. The audience knows that it's. It, we can go anywhere. We haven't even talked about abortion yet. <laughs> we oh, haven't talked about abortion. There, there you go. <laughs> no, we don't. We uh, just, it's just about, I mean, it's It's like, and we literally, we haven't really gotten to the place of like what you believe in now. I mean, you're not Catholic anymore, right? No,
1: no. I, I, I'm kind of, uh, uh, I'm, I'm atheist, but I, that's just the best word that describes it. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of am just uh You believe in higher powers Or
0: a higher power
1: not, not quite. Um, I I think that uh, growing up Catholic, it gave me a good sense of uh, I like I took the morality from it, uh-huh. which is which is I mean it has don't a lot. Don't be a of, serial killer. Right. It has a lot of good teachings in that way. It's uh, it's weird that uh, there's no sexual assault in the Ten Commandments like that. I think that would be one of the, the big ones. Uh,
0: well, is there something no on it, it's Don't cheat on your wife or whatever.
1: No, no, it's don't covet each your don't neighbor's. Cover goods. Your, oh, right. Because, <laughs> like, and a wife, your is wife part of was part of, of your goods. neighbor's goods, yeah, exactly,
0: because yeah. you own the women. Um, sure.
1: I love, yeah. I love Bill Burr's joke about that, which is like, uh, um, uh, don't touch my bike, that's my wife. Like, that's, <laughs> that's that's essentially the Ten Commandments, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, the morality of it, yeah, yeah, the morality of it, like, treat other people how you'd like to be treated, uh, f- forgiveness, um. You know, forgiveness within reason. Um, sure. and Except
0: for the eye for the eye, eye for an eye thing. It's like uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Except Jesus negated it. Later, he said, uh, not deny an eye and eye, tooth for tooth, but turn the other cheek.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Which is um, that, that's that's some that's some bitch shit, right? Don't don't, <laughs> don't don't turn the other cheek. Like that's yeah. That that doesn't that doesn't make too much. Well, Jesus also said um, the something like the. Uh, any the guy who doesn't believe in me I'll turn him into sticks and throw him in the fire or something like that <laughs> like yeah he he was not um Oh, and my favorite thing and about nowadays is all the all the Republicans that are for you know they're they're Christians they're diehard Christians and all that stuff, yeah. but they love wealth more than anything. Right. They they love they hate the poor people. Right. And outsiders. Yeah. Sure. And it's just how how do you work your minds do the gymnastics around Jesus who hated material possessions and championed the lower classes, the disabled, all that stuff, yeah. and then now you your whole life is around that yet it doesn't it's yet. amazing so it's the, probably just a show the cognitive dissonance
0: that that we can have well that their experience like they're just not even acknowledging right the, the hypocrisy it's of them going hypocrisy. to church
1: every sunday and you know yeah and then and then signing laws that are against poor people exactly week yeah
0: yes and stepping there was a my parents are still very very religious and my father likes to send me emails that are have a super republican slant or that are, you know, against the rampant liberalism of San Francisco. And he sends me these these articles because he's funny because my father has a sense of humor and he's trying to sort of get me and he thinks oh, it's okay. cute. But one of them was great it was and i just thought it was so funny because i broke it down it was basically about how there's shit all over the street in san francisco and how unbelievable it was this man came in from walnut creek to have a business meeting and there was feces on the street and the rampant poverty and people living on the street so he was so upset he couldn't understand how the people of san francisco just let this happen so he went into mcdonald's and he got 25 dollars of gift certificates and he gave it to people on the street and i'm sitting i'm like Okay dad it's so funny that you send me this because I know that you're sending it to me because you're making a point about the poop on the street but what I'm getting out of it is like the entitlement of like asshole people that come in from Walnut Creek and our city isn't our city isn't clean enough like you you're all you, there's as many people live on your block as live in more people live in my apartment building than people that live on your block
1: yeah yeah
0: and they and that's and and the garbage trucks go do 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 down my streets of my you know pretty little thing and my the me- Mexicans coming in gro- doing my grass but don't do the it's like all that hypocrisy is crazy to me mm-hmm. and that then he writes some article that says I'm a better person because I gave out twenty five dollars of McDonald's gift certificates.
1: In a way, that's just going to create more shit on the street because you're giving a bunch of... Homeless people, McDonald's, crappy I mean, food. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and just so funny. And homeless people say some of the most amazing things. Like as like as comedians, they even if we don't use them in our act, they just they. I'm sure they make all of us happy when we hear them. Uh, uh, the
0: perspective. I live in the Tenderloin. You live you live in Oakland, Tenderloin. Where are you?
1: Uh, I live over in Excelsior, oh, okay. over off uh, Geneva Mission. So uh,
0: you don't have you don't have too many of the questionably housed. I mean, they're My neighborhood is like. We
1: have the same like fifteen. Like, oh. Yeah. Like that, that sh- hang around there there's the I'm God guy mm. which is perfect to talk about here but yeah, yeah perfect he stands on street corners and he just goes uh, you're not God I'm God over and over and then uh, I'm inclined to believe him yeah because uh, I've, I've seen Bruce Almighty sure God was homeless in that movie um,
0: wasn't yeah. wasn't God uh, um, is Morgan Freeman though
1: yes yeah. yeah but he was a he was a homeless he disguised himself as a homeless guy perfect. um um, what if God was one of us, um, <laughs> just a homeless man on a bus. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, I had another one that, uh, he asked me for a cigarette and I was like, Oh, sorry. Um, I left mine inside. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then he asked for my jacket, and I was like, okay, that's that's quite a step up. And then another one asked me for a cigarette, and I was like, uh, oh, um, sorry, I don't have any, just this one. Um, and he's like, uh, do you want a chihuahua? And I was like, <laughs> oh. Okay. And also, he didn't have a chihuahua, so I was, I was wondering how that transaction was going to go down. Um, and then my favorite one was a I I kind of cut a homeless guy off. You know how you kind of, like, have to, like – you just step around. So you're doing
0: something sidewalk like politics. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. And, um, uh, and then he, he was just like, Hey, and I turned around and looked at him and he's like, you're lucky I'm not real or else I'd fuck you up. <laughs> and it was just like the, the anger and the drugs mixing together for that <laughs> sentence. Like you're lucky. I'm just a figment of your imagination or else I'd like, kick your ass. Like,
0: that's amazing. Hmm. So in my neighborhood, we've got, um, one guy, we call him fuck my life because at like three in the morning, he looks at himself in the reflection of a closed, expensive bar on Geary, and he yells, "Fuck my life!
2: <laughs> fuck
0: my!" <laughs> so he screams, wakes me up. I'm like, oh my God! Fuck my life again. Or he screams, "Fuck you!" But not to random people, to his own reflection. Oh man! So he screams, "Fuck you!" Fuck you! And he's like, I feel like yelling I feel like that's, at himself.
1: I feel like that's a, a exactly what if cats could talk when they see their <laughs> reflection in the mirror and just like fuck you, bitch! Like, yeah, that's damn, that's he's, that's some unpacking that's yeah, kind of going on in it's, there. It's, yeah, it's
0: um, it's some amazing stuff, but we name the. There was a lady across the street. So I live across the street from Oshatai, and they have this. They're open until three, which is lovely in the morning. But they have this little alcove thing, and it has glass. It's all glass windows, but they have a little alcove thing, and. This lady was sleeping in a sleeping bag there, and they open at 11 o'clock a.m. So it's like 11.30, and they must have called the police or something, because she was still in the alcohol. People are eating, people are sitting there against the window, and she's still sleeping there. And the police come by, and they honk their horn. And she gets up, and she has no clothes on. She's completely naked underneath this, underneath this sleeping bag, and she's like, it's Saturday, we can sleep. <laughs> and they're like, no. So then she's like walking up and down the street, all naked, like, I don't understand when I get to sleep. It's Saturday, we get to sleep. And they're like trying to help her get, so they get her back sort of her sleeping bags around her. And she was like screaming. But, all the people in like the restaurant all bring their phones out and they're all mm. videotaping yeah. and like all the people on the street, the French tourists are like, Oh, the tourists, you know, we take the photo <laughs> and it's, I mean, I don't know, San Francisco, can't we like have some compassion and take care of some people because, or is it part of our economy? Are people coming here now? Cause they're like, San Francisco is a crazy place. Well, the homeless people are nuts, and we just go around and take pictures of them. And there they are. Oh, it's crazy. We are socialist French people. This would never happen. <laughs> that,
1: mu- that must be part part <laughs> of it too. Like I've I've definitely seen some tourists do the uh, they they do the game in their heads where they they want to look at the crackhead to make sure that they're safe. Oh, uh huh. But they also don't want to stare too long at the crackhead, too. So they get right. in this weird, like, mode like of just kind of, you know, moving the head back and forth. Mm. And then that's my favorite. You know, with the sweater tied around the neck. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah.
0: The uh, pearl set. <gasps> this happened to me. This is very funny. I was walking. I walk a lot in the Tenderloin, and I don't have a problem with it. But these two women, we were deep. We were like Eddie and mm-hmm. Hyde pretty deep in there. And these two ladies in sweater sets with pearls come up to me and they're like, hi, is there a, is there like a little cafe around here? We can get a cup of coffee. Is there anything like cute and local? And I'm like... (laughs) Ladies, you're in the Tenderloin. Like, nothing is cute and local. Here's what you're
1: going to do. You're going to get on the Powell cable car. You're going to take a selfie, and then you'll be in North Beach. And there you go. Yeah, you
0: don't – I don't know how you messed it up. I don't know why you're here. Yeah. I sent them, though, to um, Brenda's. Mm -hmm. I was like, get some beignets. I'm sure they have coffee with chicory in it. Their beignets are really good, and you know, and you'll spend twenty-five bucks on coffee and beignets. Go, 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 go. <laughs> this is where you go. And then when you're done, just walk down to the Civic Center or the, the, the City Hall, whatever you want to see. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> that would have been great if you just sent them to probably just to Mason and Turk, or just like further, <laughs> further in. Just yeah.
0: Oh, I a, sent them a... out to Larkin. I sent them to. I sent them one over. I sent them to Larkin and it. then oh, okay, And right, I was no. like, That's Brenda's nice is there. It's a nice place. It's very gentrified. It's you're going to be fine. It's next to the KFC. Just go past that 19 Polk stop. Don't worry about it. Turn the corner. You're fine. Fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
1: At the uh... I
0: love that KFC though. That KFC oh, yeah. Taco Bell at that corner. It is It is rife with humanity.
1: Yeah, like that amazing Feel Woods joke, which is um, uh, the, the, living in San Francisco is so expensive that KFC had to get a roommate. <laughs> uh, that one, that that that's one of those jokes that was like in front of all of us, yeah. but like he he saw it first. Um, uh, but yeah, the uh, that the escape room I work at is in between uh, sixth and seventh. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> you uh, there's a yeah, so there's a there's a lot that's going on in between sixth and like tenth. Mm-hmm. You know once you get to 10th that Twitter market is over there and then like once you get below 5th that's kind of the touristy area. Right that's the Embarcadero
0: you've got the 5th has got Powell cable car. Yeah but in between
1: 6th and 9th that's where a lot of it and so uh, we've had multiple times the people that have come to our escape room have showed us that the concierge at their hotel at the Palace Hotel or wherever they stay has drawn a red line in a box around 6th, 7th and a, wow! Like, don't go here, right? And, wow. Which is which is crazy because I mean there's a lot of them there, but it's not that bad. I you mean, know, they don't and there's really... some great
0: shit there. There's that flying falafel oh, that's great. there yeah, that may make place. their own pita bread, mm. and that's like between sixth and seventh.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's OMG. OMG's.
0: Yeah, there's OMG on Sixth Street, across yeah. the street from there. There's Toulon, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Dottie's is there now, so things aren't that terrible. I mean, it moved from a different part of the Tenderloin, but right, right. Um, why are we? scared? of poor people. I don't not me, I'm not. I'm a poor right, no, person. I'm no, not scared. Yeah. But like we as like a maybe be I don't know, because capitalism or something and that's the worst that's anti capitalism is being poor. Hmm. Because anyone who embraces capitalism obviously would become rich. Yeah,
2: Therefore maybe
1: it's, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah. Yeah. Well maybe it's because they're in uh they're in like a survival mode mm. and we're kind of not. If you're doing, you know, middle middle class or maybe even like poverty line and above, you're you're do, you're not necessarily doing well, but you're not struggling on the level that they are. Sure. Uh, the homeless people and they're in like a survival kind of mode.
0: How would a group of homeless people do in the escape room? Would they do it okay? Like, oh man. So <laughs> would they be would they be successful? Let's. I mean. Are the people that you escape they, room, they, are they successful? Like, I it, I mean, is it hard to get out? Like, I had to explain to somebody what an escape room was the other day. My boyfriend was like, why don't, what is these escape, all the comedians, they work at escape, what does that mean? And I'm like, what do you, like, okay. Well,
1: I know why a lot of comedians <laughs> work at escape rooms, just because the, while a group is in there, there's not, I mean, you're watching them and you're paying attention, but you can write, you can, oh. you can do a lot of, like, you can get a lot of work done, while sorry if my bosses are listening to this, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that you can get a lot of work done while they're figuring their shit yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, because you kind of
0: know where they're at and stuff like that. You can figure uh, out how stupid they are when they walk in. You oh, know how yeah. long it's going to take them oh, yeah. to figure out tasks A B C.
1: I mean, we have a we have a buzzer on our door, um like a like a call box, right. and people can't even figure that out <laughs> most, most of the time. Is
0: that to ask for like hints, like help me? That thing, and then you come out and go, hey, I can give you a hint.
1: Uh, luckily, I don't have to go into the room for that. Like, I could just, uh, just like a mic like this, just press the button oh. and go, uh, hey, look over there. Um, but yeah, and then turn it off and be like, this, these people are dumb as hell. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have a we have a lot of people that are just all common sense kind of goes out the window when you get into an escape room you think everything is like a puzzle. Uh. Um, but yeah, and then, um, yeah. Uh, but I, escape rooms were made so that white people could feel like they had to, they could pay to feel like they had to flee something or like escape from something, you know, like it's, no, there. it's, it's good. It's a good, it's a good job for a comedian to have for sure.
0: But Um, how are you, are you realizing when you're watching people how stupid they are? Is this like affirming or disaffirming? Most of the
1: time. Yeah. Most of the time
0: because your faith in humanity is not being bolstered
1: no no definitely not definitely not especially in the terms of doing simple math oh. like there's there's simple math in some of the rooms where you have to do like PEMDAS, and i've had to like teach PEMDAS to
0: people like what like, does PEMDAS mean
1: oh it's uh it's like the um the order of operations oh, okay uh-huh. so yeah sure, I yes, got it. yeah yeah
0: if so, if this then therefore that
1: right right yeah and like so I'll i've had to just thing. like i've had to just teach that to like uh, like lecture that to people also um some people can't like read, there's like a part where you have to be able to mark locations on a map and mm. people are just completely lost on a map. They're like, which country is Africa? Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah. And uh, a lot of, a, a lot of stuff like that. And uh, there's also this part where you get a, you get a key to the motorcycle and every time people will go to the back of it. Like it's this, this, m- incredible thing where people go to the back of a vehicle to put the key in like this is it's not a pinto like the wow I, I, it's yeah, it's mind mind blowing um but yeah and then um a lot of people sometimes will think the lobby like our lobby is the escape room and i'm like <laughs> no you just literally just walked it like <laughs> You walked
0: it off the street.
1: This there's other people pissed. in here. Like I, that, I get so confused. Yeah. Um, there's I mean there's stupid questions at every job. Uh, but, but this yeah. is
0: basically escape rooms came out of the idea of team building for stuff, right? Like
1: that. Yeah. We get a lot of team building for these corporate uh, right. uh, people and sure. that don't know how to talk to each other, and so they have to do something in order to be able to reference that in conversations the next week. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, there was back when I was working at Cobbs. They had this whole seminar on feedback, and it was just basically the whole time they were talking about like compliment sandwich, and you wait, wait, to, wait, yeah, wait, and wait. they don't know how to talk to each other. Like they all code so much, they don't. Wow. They can't, they can't relate, or yeah.
0: Yeah, they can't be a human being.
1: Yeah, it's it's so it's. odd. Does
0: not compute. Get me an escape room. Are you? You have to. Usually, it's an. I mean, we can stop or. Wait. Oh no Either no no! Your, I was just your...
1: my my phone lit up, so oh. I glanced over. it.
0: Um, but yeah, you you've joined technology but you're a young guy you're under 30 you've always had technology there have been cell phones yeah. around since you were born
1: yeah for the for the most part i have uh, i was born in 93 so i have like oh, a okay. slight slight knowledge of kind of analog times mm-hmm. but uh that's yeah, that's about it um which always frustrates me because i have a lot of i know a lot of people that were born after me that can still st- consider themselves like a 90s kid and it's like your brain wasn't developed until 2000 right. at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have my, my one friend, his first memory is nine 11. So that's wow. I, I dodged a bullet there. Wow. Yeah. If he thinks, if he truly thinks back and meditates on it, the first thing he remembers is the, the TV screen with the news. Wow. That that's
0: intense. Yeah. What's the, what's the first thing you remember?
1: Oh, the first thing, um, wow. Um, My dad used to, uh, my dad's a landscaper and he was landscaping our house at the time. And so he, uh, gave us like wheelbarrow rides with me and my brother around the backyard. How How old were you? Probably like three or four. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh... And then my second memory is 9/11. No,
2: uh,
1: which is, I yeah, uh, or my most, or my most fond. No, that's best. Um, but yeah, the um, I never forget. Um, which is weird. That's his first memory, and it's never forget. Never it's, forget. Never forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it's, yeah, the um, memories are another thing. Memories are very strange because they change over time of and course then you they can, do. you yeah. can add stuff and, um, every
0: time you revisit a memory, it changes because where you are in time and what you've experienced is different.
1: And that probably happened to the, the Bible a lot too. Like a, David Cross oh has God. that joke that the Bible is the biggest game of telephone ever, <laughs> yeah. ever invented. Uh, cause like the, you know, they re-edited it and these Kings got it and they took out their favorite. Verses and yeah, um, and all this stuff. And the New Testament is people trying to remember Jesus from years before, decades before,
2: right?
0: right? And all of this is unbelievable anyway because no one knew how to write, the only people who knew how to write were the priests, and the priests didn't write this shit, other people did. Yeah, so, how they were, did they and they were going were,
1: blind because they were reading by candlelight, yeah. which makes you go blind? It was yeah.
0: all like verbally passed down, it was literally a game of telephone, mm-hmm. and even when they were. Like the education was all in the priesthood. That's crazy stuff. Um, My first memory, I have two first memories and I almost don't believe them because I was so young. I have actually have a couple things that I remember from before I was two and a half. Mm -hmm. One of them I I remember being bathed in the sink. So I remember that. And I was very, very little. I remember the way my parents' closets looked. They were mirrored Um, and they moved out of that house when I was two and a half I remember my dad kneeling over the top of the toilet with a gun, shooting the mockingbirds in the backyard because they were loud and annoying and he hated those
2: fuckers.
0: (laughs) And he was trying to shoot them with a BB gun. There you go. I remember that. And I remember being little and being very upset. But he was like, and it had the fuzzy, the the dumb fuzzy thing that you put on it. I don't know why people put toilet seat covers on, but the fuzzy toilet seat cover. And he was like leaning on the back of the toilet out the window. And I remember that very vividly. And so these like very strange memories from, and we, and there's no pictures in my parents' like photo albums that are of those events. Mm-hmm. So they must, I must have remembered them, but. I mean, can you really remember things from before you were two? I guess I did. Right. I don't
1: know. Right. Yeah. And I, I get that weird thing after sets, too, where I have to sometimes ask, like, my friends that were in the crowd, like, did I do well? Like, I I kind of just... It was in this kind of trance mode. And, state. yeah. And I can't... I like, immediately... It's weird. Like, immediately before I'm about to go on stage, I feel like I can't remember any of my jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone relates to that, like any other comedians relate to that, but... Um, It used to freak me out, and now I know what's going to happen, so I don't worry about it. Yeah. But, like, I I remember trying to go over my set, and it's just like my memory is gone from it because I'm just focusing on the show or nervous for the show. Sure. But then after, I can't really remember exactly what I I said sometimes. Unless it was... Usually, unless it was like improvised or something like that, I can't remember what exactly happened during Some, my set. Sometimes
0: yeah. if I improvise, I actually can remember it because I'm like, yeah. I came up with a new joke and my brain will go zip, 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 and I'll be able to say it again. Yeah. But I, I, if I had a good set, I'll rarely remember what I did because I'm so involved in the being present for the exactly That's, for the event yeah. itself Yeah. that I'm not... Outside, so sometimes when I have a bad set, it's actually me outside myself telling myself what to, I equate it to, I used to act, I used to be a very poor actor, because I was memorizing lines and they never truly became my own, so... I was never really acting. I was behind myself helping myself remember what I was saying and what I was supposed to be doing when I was saying said things. Mm -hmm. So I was never completely present in the character, and I never really understood acting in that way. And so because I was like, how am I? Because I was always behind myself telling myself what to do as an actor, and that means that you're not really acting.
2: Right, Right.
0: Whereas in comedy, like, because it's my own script, I'm still remembering it, and i i don't know it's weird but it's i think it's a performance based like the muse overtakes us, you know, and then it's just happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, memory is very important. For I have, I have a weird thing where I remember other, I, I remember other comedians' jokes oh, that I've God. hated oh. way more vividly than some of my own jokes that I was telling at the time. Um, sure. Like I remember jokes that I heard when I first was going to brainwash that I just, I, I'll remember for the, I'll remember jumbo shrimp for the rest of my life. You ever? Heard, See jumbo shrimp. I don't think um, so. He
0: was this like. Tell me a joke, and I'll tell you if I remember it.
1: Well, no, he didn't tell jokes. The oh. he the he his first two minutes of every set, he would bring up this boombox with him, and he would dance to the same techno song. He was at Brainwash a lot. I was at
0: Brainwash and a lot too. He,
1: he, Sh- he was uh, he kind of looked like if you know Joey Diaz in a dryer. Like he kind of got <sighs> shrunk down. He had the slick back hair, and he would just end everything with and shit. He would just say, like, topical things. And, sh- like, you hear about this war in Iraq and shit. Oh, wow. We're still in Afghanistan and shit. And, uh, over and over. I'll, I'll, I remember that very, oh, wow. very clearly. Um, I remember, uh,. True Dan's, his opener was always uh, um, I've been taking Ritalin before I go to sleep so I can focus on my dreams. Yeah. Just like, which, is, which, which is okay, but I don't, I don't know why, but I just didn't...
0: Just got in your head. Yeah, just got
1: in my head. And there's like a thousand other ones. Oh, like no, that, I, I know. I couldn't remember anything I was saying back then.
0: It but... found, return to Ricky Star. <laughs> that was one of them yeah, I remember yeah. over and over. I mean, yeah. If you do the same set every time, we're going to accidentally memorize it. Star- Stop it. Do new stuff. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and that's why, like, and that's probably why comedians don't laugh because we've heard all the, the jokes before. If something has yeah. something new,
0: I might laugh, but. Um, it's hard. Or sometimes I laugh because something is so uncomfortable or they say something so honest and they don't mean to. I'm the worst. You can't. Judge anything by my, my opinion of what's funny and what's you're not. You were a
1: good funny. audience for that Berkeley show. You were, you were good. Well, I think uh, you're funny. There's a lot oh, there to you laugh go. at. Oh, that's good. So that is That
0: is good. That I've is seen. Good. Uh, and I felt terrible. Your whole family was so kind. To show up I
1: oh I, yeah well that I mean that was and it happened I talked to Michaela uh, Lasik I think her last name mm-hmm. is and she was on one of the ones before and same thing she said that if um, if she hadn't it was basically the people that she brought and then the people that uh, the other comedian brought as well and it's like well what's what what do you what's the promoter doing at all at that point like i i don't i don't, uh, know, I don't like, understand like 30 bucks per ticket and oh then, so crazy yeah but
0: he but he does a thing with the i don't want to say it on the air people oh, okay. like get in trouble with the yeah because here at mutiny radio we learned that when we went from like being before the abc shut us down with that we were like alcohol is such a draw what do? and now mm. it's like oh we can't have that be it's um It's a sticky line, like how, where you can do things and how much you can charge and who's willing to pay it and for what reason. And Mm -hmm. I don't have friends anymore. I can't make people, like, how do I get people to come to a comedy show? I mean, I've burned all those bridges. I have friends that legitimately tell me, they're like, you know, I just don't like comedy. And I'm like, come on, why don't, it's me. Yeah. But they get so nervous because they're afraid that because they've gone to comedy shows in the past where co- comedians have attacked them. Oh. Because they look different or because of something. And they just were like, I don't want it. That doesn't, they're like, I'd rather not have my comedy interact with me. I'd rather just watch it on Netflix.
1: Right. And that I'm makes like, sense. all
0: right, I fair guess. enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why people are always afraid to sit, like, up front. Um, yeah. And when I would see people at Cobbs, I would tell them, oh, no, this comedian's not like that. And then sometimes the comedian would be like that yeah. and kind of roast them. And then like I'd, I'd be I'd by the door once everyone's leaving, and they kind of give me a look like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks for throwing me I, under the bus. Yeah, I, I, I brought a date here, and now I'm never going to wear these, like, glasses and this shirt again or something. Sure. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, but uh, so you don't work at cops anymore?
1: No, 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 no. Because um, I was kind of conflict. It was you know Wednesday through Sunday working nights. I was kind of that kind of got to me after a while. I wasn't. I was only able to do you know Monday Tuesday mics and.
0: Uh, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, well, but yeah. you used cops. What it was for? What it was for? You got, you got up at the I, right time. Yeah. Everybody saw you do well. You got to go up again now. They now they're you're a go to for them. That's amazing. So you used. Instead of being, like, the kind of comedian that's like, I'm going to work at Cobbs and something will happen eventually. Something happened eventually, and then you're like, okay, bye, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Right. <laughs> so yes. Appreciate yeah. it. But that's great. That means that That means that means you are working towards an eventual goal, and you don't want to get stuck. I mean, you don't want to, like, you didn't want to be in 20 years sitting at the door of Cobbs being like, hey, yeah. Uh, I do right. open mics on Monday and Tuesday. Right,
1: <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. You used
0: the connection for what it was for, and then you yeah, moved on.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's, and the, m- mainly it was that I was seeing, you know, my, the, Get, doesn't matter if they're better or worse than me I was seeing my peers on stage and that was like, uh, repeatedly for the you know hella funny showcases and sure. uh etc all the way down the line and not it wasn't even really the the openings and features and the headliners that would I would I enjoyed those for the most part except for Jay Moore um <laughs> but yeah because uh, he did 15 minutes on the weather Oof. um oh man yeah oh my god um but his
0: facial reconstruction isn't good enough <laughs>
1: Talk about Botox, you vain old. Fog for ten of it, yeah. Address, yeah.
0: address your bad Botox, honey. Come yeah. on. Yeah.
1: So my favorite one was Gilbert did. Uh, Gilbert did fifteen minutes, like a, a concise, like Gilbert argument, if that's even possible. But yeah, he did fifteen minutes on how midgets aren't people, <laughs> and he st- he started out by saying like ridiculous stuff, but as he got through it, it started to become like concise points almost like if Gilbert can actually make those like it was like he started with ridiculous reasons and you know obvious jokes but then it went it went to like him actually being you know in a courtroom arguing like against the Supreme court for it. And yeah, then he, yeah, we, and that was, that was when we started to count the people that were leaving. After wow. a, like just to, just to see. Because but when
0: it, you're a famous headliner, who gives a, you don't have to give no, a fuck. Gilbert didn't care. Of
1: yeah. course not. Yeah. You know, he didn't care. Um, and he also had way worse jokes than that in the set, but that one, you know, he had, he yeah. had jokes about, you know, yeah, like, you know, pedophilia and you know, Gilbert has all that stuff. Um, and uh, but that that was the one that people were leaving over was the the, the midget stuff, and then we had this.
0: Woman- they like to be called little people, Anthony Zaccaro.
1: Right, I'm sorry. It's all the- in PC
0: San Francisco, you know. I'm, I'm kidding I'm, I'm joking no
1: i I know. I know i also wanted to say your name
0: again for people that are listening oh, that, so that yeah, they know like that they could find you at anthony zaccaro at on, external
1: jew on twitter
0: on, oh you're at external jew on twitter that's very funny yeah um on the instagrams doing the things yes They can find you
1: yes and if anyone's in the uh, sacramento area as well on the 12th come to blacktop comedy uh shout out to josh means he does a lot of good roasts he came
0: there. here for uh, some call me tim and he was he was great he was, and he was he was really a lovely interview good guy Yeah. But, Hard out yeah. there in
1: Sac Yeah, yeah. Sacramento has a cool like. There's like 30 of them, but they're all very close, and they, um, they, yeah, they all, they all do a lot of shows over there, and um, yeah, and then they drive up to the to the uh, city. They come to, on in. To the Gold Rush and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. All the way from uh, Sutter's Fort. But yeah, Sac- Sacramento's a cool, a cool place. I'm glad that there's a good comedy scene um, out there. Small
0: but robust.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, cause there kind of, there kind of wasn't when I was not, not like I would have gone, but when I was 16, 17 and looking into it, it was just, um, it was basically just the Tommy T's that now moved to a different location since then.
3: Sure.
1: Um, but yeah, I remember doing, I remember doing 20 minutes to uh, people at a restaurant that didn't know I was going to be there. Uh, was
0: that the one in West Sac? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that show. Yeah. Yeah. And um it's in a cool room. It's just nobody knows like the exactly. back room to go there and they're like,
1: What's going on back here? Like huh? Yeah, and it's just a bunch of sound of forks forks clinking and, yeah. yeah and what? all that stuff. Yeah, Um, but yeah, thanks to thanks to Josh Means for the spot, Uh, and uh, shout out to Jacob Blazer, who I'm roasting. I haven't haven't met him yet, but I've been writing horrible things about you (laughs) since three
0: days. That's Uh, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Give us a little. Give us an example.
1: Oh, okay. Well, he looks like um, uh, to give people an idea of what he looks like. yeah, he looks like if Walter White got higher on his own supply. So just yeah, think about think about that. So or or just look up uh, or just look up Jacob Blazer online. Um, he, you know, he looks like an American History Extra for real. Um, um, yeah he, he he wears glasses so i'm thinking about saying like uh you think you have uh, you're so racist you think you have bad vision because your pupils don't work because they're black uh, that's, that's that's why you, uh, wow. um and then i just have like a, oh that's another thing this thing that there's this thing that's becoming really helpful uh it's called uh, twinning on pop sugar it's like the celebrity that you look like the most oh and so i've been just taking his like facebook profile pictures, putting them in that, seeing what and celebrities it he looks like. just tells you
0: all the information. Beauty
1: of technology. Uh, and um, and so I came up with a... a, a but yeah, he looks like uh, if the edge was suicidal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so like those, you do yet? These are, these the are just alternates. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, hot, hot topic manager Billy Co- Corgan. Um, <laughs> Billy Joel, fresh out the dryer. Um, yeah, uh, if you bleached Gandhi. Uh, Bruce Willis with AIDS. Yeah, it just goes. Yeah, that's great. He seriously though, he looks like the first pirate to go through chemo. He, really <laughs> does. Like, he seriously does. <laughs> or uh, so good. But that's the that's another thing that's really important if if anyone is like listening to this that's going to roast so for Josh Means what he does he does five you only get five jokes oh and a lot of people will just say one kind of one joke and then they're punchlines. The, yeah, and then they're and then they're d- done. But what you can do is you can call them like a name, and that doesn't count as your joke. And then you can kind of do like a setup joke and then the real one. Ah. Um, yeah, and that's what I did for my last roast against Teddy Yang, this you know large Asian gentleman, very nice guy. It was very hard to roast him, like because he was because he was so nice. Yeah, you know. he's, uh, it was great to meet him. But yeah, so I said like, uh, I called him Margaret Showed, um, <laughs> and see. That's if I I could have just left it at that, but then I followed it up with I loved you in Tiananmen Square as the tank. Yeah. So the you just have to that's how you that's how it's done. Right.
0: Yeah. Margaret Cho. so you you yeah you address them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they address like you can. The address is funny. Yeah. And, Every word weighs a ton. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Especially in his case. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and then he uh, yeah
1: the the great the rest in peace to Greg Giraldo he did that a lot he would. Um, just just have these like short phrases uh, before the actual roast joke it's
2: a
0: it's a double joke so it's like hey tank girl and then you just see you yeah I get it right you right name them and, so, and then um, you have a thingy it's I'm like,
1: gonna yeah. call him David Crossburner uh, and,
0: um, hey, David Crossburner yeah.
1: yeah yeah I was trying to come up with like uh, your last name's Blazer what's your middle name cross but I, I don't know if that would that's kind of a reach yeah. Uh, but yeah, so looking forward yeah. to that. Well, he
0: looks like he needs a reach around. He's looking right. for. That's he's right. looking for a reach. He does around. look
1: like the first openly gay neo-Nazi, for sure. <laughs> like the first one they've allowed. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> the reach around. I invented the reach around. Perhaps in Germany. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you don't
0: have to look him in the eye. Right. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so that's upcoming shows. We've told you where people can find you. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other like. Well, you're part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I'm excited yes, about that. Yes,
2: very
1: excited. Yay! Very excited about that. I'm thinking uh, if I can um, confirm with one of my friends, we might uh, take one of those podcasts. Awesome! Yes, well,
0: perfect. If they're get still to me, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get to me soon because I'm making up. This is the week where I'm putting together all of my... I'm putting all the PRs together That my guy is like Working furiously On the front On the logo stuff Um, I'm waiting for an image And then we're gonna like It's gonna be really cool Because everyone supporting us This year is like Friends of mine But they're like So it's Subliminal SF and Counter Offer and Benders and they're all so and Benders does metal shows So this year I told him I was like, okay, the graphic I want it to look like like a zombie comic like with a drippy face and like, co- like oh, a, Okay, and nice. I want it to look like a metal poster So that's gonna be like the image is like something that looks super metal fuck. Yeah, and right then, <laughs> And then so we'll see and I think it might be like an orange palette or something, but mm-hmm. it's all coming out soon like all that promo stuff and it's just I have to be very calm and be like, Once I get the images, everything will be fine. But yeah, get to me like within the next couple of days of that time and then it'll get on the schedule. I mean obviously it'll be on the schedule anyway, but it'd get in the some of the I'm writing the PRs right now. Oh okay gotcha. It's <laughs> right point like the right like when we're done with the interview then I I sit down and write some PRs. But um yeah for the it's just like it's going to be great this year. I think it's going to be the biggest year yet. And hopefully I get some like really great press, which would be like, would be great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah
0: it's so hard in San Francisco to, to like, you have to, it's like, you have to pay to play. If you want people to know that you exist, you have to pay them on the internet. And it mm-hmm. sucks. Cause I don't have any money, but like successful shows, they, that's how they do it. They, they, promote in the right places they pay for promotion and then they get at the top of lists and when people look up you know comedy shows they see cheaper than therapy and hella funny like because yeah because yeah because obviously it's punchline and cobs and then and then then cheaper than therapy always shows up and it's like it's not a wonder why it happens because they pay for it so yeah yeah that's one of those things i have to work my way around is cap success not using capitalism
1: right it's that's, that's hard
0: it's you hard know, to do yeah sucks. i wish everybody took pot treats as payment it would just make my life yeah, so much easier
1: that would be it that would, would be nice like
0: sailing uh so but you come from sacramento right
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then you uh, came
0: here wh- how long ago did you move here
1: about seven eight years ago yeah so
2: you're uh, no you're
0: from here now
1: yeah yeah I've lived here lived here long enough for sure to know my way know my way around um and I also love the the fact that I can make like local jokes as we were talking about earlier about the tenderloin and stuff like that that's a lot of fun um and yeah yeah I love San Francisco uh gonna be here for probably a little bit longer um and then making the move to LA or New York that uh, that's the that's the decision for all of us um uh, yeah um I don't know, I don't know. Uh, is, uh, we'll, we'll see at that see point. You seem more like a New York of kind of person of my, than in LA. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like uh,
4: interest I like the in some pool players that I saw in a pool room near my home during school hours. And uh, you might have asked, why aren't these young men in school? And I asked the same question. and tried to uh, distill their own feelings For my uh, use, we real cool. The pool players seven at the golden shovel. We real cool. We left school. We lurk late. We strike straight. We sing sin. We thin gin. We jazz June. We die soon. This one is a distillation of my um, interest in some pool players that I saw in a pool room near my home during school hours. And uh, you might have asked, why aren't these young men in school? And I asked the same question, tried to uh, distill their own feelings for my uh, use.
5: In. Suck to me!
4: We real cool, the pool players, seven at the golden shovel. We real cool we, left school we, lurk late we. cool, the pool players, seven at the golden shovel. We real cool, we. Left school, we. Lurk late, we. Strike straight, we. Sing thin, we. Thin gin, we. Jazz June, we. Die soon. We real cool, the pool players, seven at the golden shovel. We real cool, we. Left school, we. lurk late, we. Strike straight, we. Sing, thin we. Thin, gin, we. Jazz June week. We real cool the pool players seven at the golden shovel. We real cool we left school we lurk late we strike straight we sing sin we Jazz, we die soon.
3: on Sunday art streets of Greenwich Village. Pitiful drawings of, an, of images on an iron fence ranged there by self-believing artists with no hair and black berets, showing green seas eating at rock and Pleiades of time, pestiferating at moon squid.
6: dynamo in the machinery of night, who poverty and tatters and hollow-eyed and high sat up smoking in the supernatural darkness of cold water flats floating across the tops of cities, contemplating jazz, who bared their brains to heaven under the elm, and saw Mohammedan angels staggering on tenement roofs illuminated, who passed through universities with radiant, cool eyes, hallucinating Arkansas and blake light tragedy among the scholars of war, who were expelled from the academies for crazy and publishing obscene oaths on the windows of the skull, who cowered in unshaven rooms in underwear, burning their money in wastebaskets and listening to the terror through the wall, who got busted in their pubic beards, returning through the radio with a belt of marijuana for New York, who ate fire in paint hotels, or drank turpentine in Paradise Alley, death, or purgatory, of their torsos, night after night, with dreams, with drugs, with waking nightmares, alcohol and cock, and endless walls, incomparable blind streaks of shuddering clouds and lightning in the mind, leaping toward poles of Canada and Patterson, illuminating all the motionless world of time between peyote solidities of walls, backyard green tree cemetery dawn, wine drunkenness over the rooftops, storefront burrows of joy joyride neon blinking traffic light, sun and moon the vibrations in the roaring winter dusks of Brooklyn, ash can rantings and kind king light of mind, who chained themselves to subways for the endless ride from Battery to Holy Bronx on Benzedrine until the noise of wheels and children brought them down, shuddering, mouth and battered, bleak of drain, all drained of brilliance in the drear light of film. Who sank all night in submarine light of Bitburgs, floated out, and sat to the stale beer afternoon in desolate Fugazi, listening to the crack of on the hydrogen.
3: Smokes and smokes. I am the girl who does no better. But I am the king of the pool. I am so wise I had my mouth sewn shot. I am a government official and a goddamn fool. I am a lady who takes jokes I am the enemy of the mind I am the auto salesman and love you I am a teenage cancer with a plan I am the blacked out man I am the woman powerful as a zoo I am the little man who smokes Smokes. I am the girl who does no better, but I am the king of the pool. I am so wise I had my mouth sewn shut. I am a government official and a goddamn fool. I am a teenage cancer with a plan. I am the blacked out man. I am the woman powerful as a zoo. I am two eyes fixed on my viewer, blind. It is the 4th of July. Collect while the dying man, foregone by you, creator, who forgives. I am the little man who smokes and smokes. I am the girl who does no better, but I am the king of the pools. I am so wise, I had my mouth sewn shut. Are you
7: tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. That's what I'm saying. It's the joke workshop Mondays, six to eight p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo.
2: Four
7: ninety-nine.
8: John Wesek here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, "The Shaman in the Library." Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly, when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section, and after the singed carpet incident management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood I was really,
2: really just cool.
3: leaving the theater chief uh, nurse she makes me I find pretty hard to believe the dude mine man
7: Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then, a market street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark, Garth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com, and Black Block is on Amazon.
0: you heard of subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control graphic design physical merchandise live music promotions go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. No matter which way you-
4: Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
0: October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you, San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year, Atlas Cafe, Madam Race Car, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Booze Land and Mutiny Radio 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you, or livable city, who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States, outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues October 9th through 16th, 2022.
2: See you there.
7: The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure
1: of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
8: L-S-D, FAP, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, and acid, fat,
0: fat, 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 fat.
2: Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders.